Hello, my name is Krista McCauley, and this is the Single Warrior Podcast, a platform that focuses on shifting your mindset from the negativity surrounding being a single parent to realizing your grit, your persistence, your potential, and seeing yourself for the warrior that you are. Hey guys, thanks so much for joining me for another podcast episode. Today, I'm going to focus on breaking a victim mentality. This episode is probably going to be a lot more uh, raw for me, um, much more vulnerable in some of my shortcomings that I have had, Um, but I am excited to be able to explain to you how to break a victim mentality and how I personally myself broke um, my victim mentality. So just to kind of give you a basis of what a victim mentality is exactly, uh, Wikipedia defines it as an acquired personality trait in which a person tends to recognize or consider themselves as a victim of the negative actions of others and to behave as if this were the case in the face of contrary evidence of such circumstances. Um, So basically, someone who constantly focuses on the negative. um, Healthline puts it really great. They say that the three key beliefs of somebody who has a victim mentality is bad things happen to them and they're going to continue to happen. Um, Other people or circumstances are to blame for those and any efforts to create change is going to fail, so what's the point? Why even try? I honestly can say I very much had a victim mentality. I, th- I think it really started to come out in my life probably as I was going into my teenage years and lasted a good almost two decades, um, I think, definitely lasted probably up until the point where I separated from my ex-husband and was kind of forced in a way to deal with this victim mentality that had developed over time. Um, But it was something that I, looking back now, can definitely see started to manifest um, probably I would say around the age of 13, 14 years old. So it began as for me, um, I think it started to begin definitely through my own parents' divorce and having my father leave the home and dealing with, you know, just the mess that is any divorce. Um, but my parents had a particularly, uh, nasty divorce. Um, I don't, remember there being a whole lot of court proceedings or anything like that, but there was a lot of fighting, definitely a lot of fighting over me and my sister, Um, a lot of nasty words said between the two of them. They could hardly even be in the same room together for much of my childhood, and um, having my dad just be, you know, in in a way gone for a lot of my childhood once my parents split. So they split when I was about seven or eight years old. Um, So having him, you know, be in a whole nother state for quite a few years, um, 
and not having him a part of my everyday life, I think began to create this narrative inside of me that kind of led down a negative road where um, I wanted him to be there and I wanted him to fight for me and not having that necessarily or only seeing him have this desire to fight for more time with me when I was going through a particularly rough patch with my mother almost shaped my way of thinking as oh well I have to be suffering to get the attention I want um and that's not to say that my dad was a bad dad my dad is actually I I love my dad I was a huge daddy's girl growing up and there are many points in my life that he gave me an immense amount of strength and love and um you know, he, he never didn't make me feel important. Like, he, he made a point to shower me with a lot of love when I was around him. But it was those moments in between, you know, when he wasn't there. Where I just kind of got this feeling like, okay, well, if if I'm not in trouble, if I'm not suffering in some kind of way, then my dad isn't going to be around Um, So it really created this narrative for me that I had to be having some kind, I had to be in trouble. I had, I needed saving in order for somebody to care. Um, And I think also my relationship with my mom, um, which is absolutely phenomenal today. My mother is my biggest supporter and her and I have a great friendship and a great relationship with each other but growing up it was very tense and I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that I was a big daddy's girl and I just always wanted to be with my dad and I imagine as a parent that would be very hard Um, I know for me it's a huge fear of mine that my kids want to always be with their dad Um, or that they'll choose their dad over me you know it's so I can imagine I probably hurt my mom quite a bit with being that way wanting to always be with my dad Um, but having that kind of rocky relationship with my mom, um, definitely, you know, also contributed to this, this victim mentality of mine where, uh, I kind of built up this idea, this negative self-talk that I wasn't really worth loving, right? Because I had my dad who wasn't always there. And then I had my mom, who I was constantly fighting with, and I just wanted somebody to love me completely and fully. And um, and so all of this really contributed to me thinking that, you know, I I just, I wasn't worth it. And I wasn't, I had to have somebody who wanted to save me in order for me to get the attention and the love I wanted that really started to spill into my marriage and uh you know having this I mean it was a very very rocky marriage we had a lot of issues but I can definitely see where me having a victim mentality um contributed to stress in the marriage because it caused me to 
you know, do this, oh, poor me, why me, I'm so sad, things are never going to get better, make things better for me, Um, nothing is my fault, well, I mean, I, I did take responsibility for the things that I did wrong, but it took, it took me working through them, you know, to be able to take responsibility for what I did wrong, um, but just having this enormous amount of pressure and neediness that I put on to my ex-husband because I just had this strong desire to be loved and um, this victim mentality that made it to where, you know, I just had, like, everything was going wrong. So it, like I said, is something that really formed throughout my um, my childhood, my teenage years, and then went up until uh, I got separated from my ex-husband or maybe a little bit before even. Um, so we separated. My youngest was about four months old when we separated. And getting to that point where now I had this very new situation that I was in, a very hard situation that I was in, I had to come face to face with these shortcomings of mine. I had to acknowledge the fact that I, that I had this victim mentality and I had to decide for myself that I didn't want that to be my state of thought anymore. I didn't want that to be my narrative anymore for my life. And I sure as heck did not want to raise my children with this victim mentality and teach them to have it. So I had to come face to face with what, what, who I was, you know, what I had created for myself uh, and take responsibility. That's something that's really big with, with people who have a victim mentality is they really avoid responsibility for what's going on in their life. They look at, um, their life as it's just, they're just a victim to the circumstances that have happened. They are at the mercy of others and at the mercy of, of what is going on in their life. And they have no control over what is happening. And that's really, a terrible place to be in because my goodness, that takes all of your control away, doesn't it? It makes it to where you have no say whatsoever in what occurs in your life. And um, I think that even people who don't have a victim mentality don't quite realize how much control they really do have over their life. Um, you know, of course, there are things that we can't control. Like right now, we are very much in a state of lack of control in what is happening in our world with, you know, COVID-19 and racial tension and, um, you know, the, what's going to happen with the school systems. And I mean, just all of these things, this high unemployment rate, uh, that is really, people are losing their jobs at a phenomenal rate over something they can't control. So there is a lot in our life that we cannot control. But there is also a lot that we can and that most of that is how we react to things and what we decide to do about the situation that we're given. But when you have a victim mentality, you completely let go of that control. You you take no responsibility for it. And um, much of what happens to you is not your fault, right? It could be a, you could be viewing it as a failing of yours. Like I said, like I grew up thinking oh, well, I'm not worth being loved, right? Um, 
so that that was a failing I saw in myself and so because of that then all of these issues came and my you know my mom and I didn't have a good relationship because I wasn't worth loving my father wasn't around because I wasn't worth loving my husband and I couldn't get along because I wasn't worth loving right so my failing to myself what I was telling myself um was creating all of these circumstances in my life but it wasn't my fault there was just something wrong with me and I didn't know what right so you just avoid responsibility over what's going on um you don't seek any ways of fixing it or you think going into whatever it is that you're trying to do to fix a situation well this isn't going to work so I mean why even try it's so you know, you're already setting yourself up for failure. Um, you just have this extreme sense of powerlessness in your life, uh, which again is just a huge lie, right? Like we're not powerlessness. There is no powerless. I said that wrong. We're not powerless. Um, we have a great, great deal of power in what happens in our own lives. Um, and then there's this whole just barrage of negative self-talk and self-sabotage that happens in your life. So again, for me, that was me constantly telling myself, oh, I'm not worth loving. I'm never going to find somebody who loves me um, or who loves me the way that I want to be loved, right? And that's still something that sometimes I struggle with today where, uh, especially being being single, you can feel like, oh, well, I'm never going to find love. And it has led me to make some really terrible decisions. Uh, because, you know, for me, it's like the, the carrot on the stick is being loved. And so then I'll drop my value and, um, you know, let somebody come in and treat me like crap. Um, that's kind of what happened in my, not kind of, that's what happened in my marriage. So, um you know, having that negative self-talk can set you up so much for self-sabotage. You Negative self-talk is something I think that a lot of people do struggle with, whether they have a victim mentality or not. It's important to recognize that what you tell yourself, the narrative that you're giving yourself in your mind, um, plays a big part in how you go throughout your life. So, Prior to breaking my victim mentality, my narrative was very, very negative. Um, it was constantly me putting myself down. It was constantly me, you know, dropping the value of who I am. And so when I did separate from my ex-husband, I spent a great deal of time in training myself to not have that negative self-talk happening anymore. Um... Because, I mean, realistically, who was going to love me? I was the only option I had for myself. Like, of course, my kids are going to love me. But but uh, if I didn't have any self-love for my myself, there's no way that I could open myself up to anybody else. You know, and there was nobody else around to love me. So I was my only choice. So I recognized that and I realized I couldn't continue on putting myself down and making myself feel terrible and just ruining my own life. So negative self-talk really does take its toll on you and you have to focus on changing your narrative. And so for me, that was any time that I started to feel 
bad or started to tell myself something awful, um, I would have to catch it. I'd have to recognize it because a lot of times we don't even pay attention to the thoughts that we're having. So I started to try and make sure I was being aware of what I was thinking. And then when I did catch it, choosing to shift it, right? And so if I thought to myself, you know, I'm not worth being loved, I would shift it and say something like, you know, I am an amazing human being. And it may have not felt true to me in that moment, but just every time flipping that script over time, it rewires your brain to be able to actually change the narrative and to believe in those things that you're saying. It's an affirmation, right? And there's tons of data out there that shows that positive affirmations actually rewire your brain to think differently. And so flipping that script for myself every time, or if I was feeling particularly upset and depressed, um, because, you know, anytime you go through a separation or divorce, there are some intense moments of depression and feeling so lost and defeated. Uh, Choosing to, instead of wallowing in that, working out. Uh, which of course had the double benefit of just improving my health. But there was, when I was first separated, I was working out a lot. Um, I was doing a lot of running and I was training for a half marathon. And, um, you know, it it was important for me to find something that was constructive for me in those deep, low moments that helped me get myself back on track mentally. So finding something that you can replace that negative self-talk and that self-sabotage with is really important. Um, And really reworking yourself with that lack of self-confidence to one of extreme confidence, right? Not, Not being cocky or anything like that, but just believing in yourself and changing the narrative that you're telling yourself. Um, and I, I think exercise is a great way to go about doing it if you have the ability to do so. Uh, for me, just kind of like a little side story. So I signed up for, and this was after my um, divorce was actually, no, it was during the divorce proceedings. I'm sorry. So I signed up for a half marathon. And I, um, it was a Disneyland half marathon, which is by far the best ones I have ever done. So if you have the opportunity to do one in the future, man, totally do it. It's so much fun. But I signed up for a a Disneyland half marathon. A half marathon was something I never, ever thought I would be able to do. I never classified myself as a runner. I used to even tell myself, oh, the only time I run is when there's a soccer ball in in front of me Uh, because I was a soccer player. So it's like, that's literally the only time I'm going to run is if I'm going after the ball. Um, So I wasn't a runner in my mind and I started to, that's a limiting belief, right? So I started to shift that and decided to tell myself something differently. And so I started training and I um, trained for about six months because I was basically starting at square zero. So I trained for six months and I went and I did it and uh, I had my children there and my sister there and um, 
my ex-husband was there as well just because it was our youngest first trip to Disneyland and so I thought he should be involved in that but I remember this was something for me I was like I need this I need to prove to myself that I can do something that I believe that I never would be able to do and I needed something a big win right because um, not even a month before we went my divorce was finalized so when I crossed that finish line, it was like I had, it was like I had freaking went to heaven. I mean, it was amazing. I felt so strong and I felt so amazing. And I instantly started crying. I called my mother um, because my mom was such a huge support in it. I called her and I thanked her for everything that she had done for me through that process. Um, and it just, it felt amazing. I did something that, like I said, I never, ever thought I'd be able to do. And it was so much me deciding to change that negative self-talk that I had. Um, so it's, I, I digress. Uh, so choosing something to help you through that, right? That's a big part of breaking that victim mentality is changing the narrative so take responsibility, seek out good solutions for what you're going through, um, acknowledging that you have the control and power over your own life, changing the negative self-talk. Uh, all of those things are going to help you to break out of that victim mentality. It's important to remember people who have victim mentalities typically don't just develop it for no reason. It's oftentimes something that is a result of past trauma, betrayal, um, and it can lead to things like codependency, which I definitely had in my marriage, um, was being so codependent on my ex-husband and expecting him to make me happy and fix all of the brokenness inside of me, which was so wrong to put onto him. Um, and, and I think we both kind of came into it with victim mentalities so it was really not a good place to be uh for me the other the other thing is after you've identified the issue and you've taken responsibility for your actions and and you figured out things to do changing your narrative um a big part of it is treating yourself with kindness and this can probably um, other than just acknowledging you have a victim mentality, this is probably one of the hardest parts because after you have acknowledged that you have this particular problem, you start to see a lot of mistakes that you have made. A lot, a lot of mistakes. Um, ways that you have been perhaps manipulative to other people. Um, things that you have done and said to be able to get sympathy and attention. And that was a big one for me, right? Because for me, it was, uh, I wanted to be loved. I wanted people to care about me. And so I would say and do things to make myself seem like I was hurting. And, and, and I was hurting. It's not that I wasn't hurting at all. But, you know, doing being manipulative in a way that I, you know, was, it was poor me, feel bad for me. This is happening to me. I'm so sad. I'm so in so much pain. Um, 
save me, you know, having that. And then you just kind of realize, dang, I, I went about it the wrong way. And I did, I, uh, pushed people away, which is kind of funny. Cause for me, I'm like, well, I was trying to get attention, but really these behaviors that I had pushed people away from me. And you feel a lot of guilt for the situation that you put yourself in and you put others in. Um, so once you acknowledge that, you have to really give yourself some grace and forgive yourself for the mistakes that you made and for the way that you did manipulate people and the way that you blamed people and the way that you completely allowed your circumstances to define what your life was and the life of those around you. Um, I think for me, definitely one of my biggest regrets is how I let it play out in my marriage. Um, you know, and, and that's definitely my shortcoming in it. Uh, there was a lot more, it was, it was just not a good relationship on either side. We both did a lot of things that were wrong, but that I think would be my biggest mistake is that I allowed this victim mentality to pollute, um, and to spill into our marriage. So give yourself grace and forgive yourself for the things that you have done. And you can even make amends with the people who you allowed the victim mentality to, you know, reach into their life as well. But you have to be willing to say to yourself, I made a mistake. This is not who I am anymore. And change and move on from it. Uh, I remember very specifically the point in which I recognized that I had this. And I said to myself, and it was right after my separation with my ex-husband, I said to myself, I will never be the victim again. And that's still something I feel very strongly today. I can have bad things happen to me. And I have had plenty of bad things happen to me since then. And I can definitely um, go through some awful things. But I will not accept that I am the victim. I have the ability to react in a positive way no matter what it is I'm going through and that is something that I strive very hard for is to choose no matter what situation I'm going through to find the lesson in it to find the positivity in it to figure out how to work my way through the storm uh, it's something that you know 10 years ago People would not have described me that way as being somebody who's very positive and resilient and, and um, is always working to get through things in a positive way. Uh, but now if you were to ask anyone who knows me today, they would tell you, yeah, she's super positive and she's always trying to find the good things in her situation. And she um, is a fighter. Uh, She's a warrior. That's a big word for me. I'm a warrior. I even got it tattooed on my body. Um, so, you know, it's you don't have to stick to the narrative and to the way that you've been through things. You really can change your behavior and change the way that you react to things. So 
treating yourself with that kindness and allowing yourself to work through that and grow is really important. Um, I really hope that this podcast gives you something to think about and helps you perhaps face some hard truths in your life and gives you some some motivation to change it, to change the negative self-talk and to break yourself out of that victim mentality. It's not something that is going to be easy. I will tell you that. It's going to be a lot of work. It's going to be very hard sometimes. You may even find moments where you start to relapse in it after you've been doing good for a long time. But it doesn't mean that you have to ever accept for yourself again that you're going to live by that victim mentality. Take the power back for yourself. Take responsibility for what your life is. And if you don't like it, if you don't like what your life is, if you don't like who you are, if you don't like what's going on, change it. Do something about it. You have so much more power than you realize to make things different for yourself. So... I hope that you do that and that you choose to have a better life for yourself. Anyways, I thank you guys again so much for joining me today and I look forward to speaking to you guys again in the future.